Are you the real Santa? Are you just a fat piece of trash? Run, run, Rudolph! Santa's gotta make it to town. Santa, make it hurry. Tell him he can take the freeway down. Run, run, Rudolph! I'm feeling like a merry-go-round. Thank you. This is Tall Can Audio. <laughs> Now let's see, this will make three Christmases I save versus eight I ruined. Two were kind of a draw. But a cheap, lying, no good, rocky, poor, fleshing, low-life, snake-licking, dirt-eating, inbred, overstuffed, ignorant, blood-sucking, dog-kissing, brainless, dickless, hopeless, heartless, fat-ass, bug-eyed, stiff-legged, spotty-lipped, worm-headed, sack of monkey shit, hallelujah, holy shit. Where's the Tylenol? There we go. Merry Christmas, everybody. Welcome inside an all-new episode of the Tall Can Audio Podcast. Your Christmas Eve tradition with Tall Can Audio. My name's Matt. His name's Rob. What are you saying today, man? Do I get a guess on whether you're the real Santa or just some fat-ass piece piece of trash? trash. (laughs) Thank you to uh, Stone Cold, who's helped us with so many intros over the years here on the uh, the Tall Can Audio Podcast. Yeah, and then you've gone into, was that a little bit of Christmas vacation? Of course. Clark Griswold freaking out. Uh, the Simpsons, Homer earlier on, uh, yeah. stealing funzos from every kid's house. Three Christmases I've saved, eight I've ruined. <laughs> yeah. Two were kind of a draw. Well, there was that one where I fell into the tree drunkenly. <laughs> I was looking for a little support. Yeah. I got to take that sh- Oh! <laughs> Fucking down. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Matt. Merry, uh, Merry Christmas to you too. It is that time of the year. Happy to be back with you guys as uh, as we get ready to, I don't know, welcome in the fat man or fat man, <laughs> however you want to, uh, however you want to view I that. I think, I think it's, I think it's the, the fat man are already here maybe. Yeah. There is something to that for sure. Uh, look, we'll get to the beer as we wind down the calendar in a second, but we both, it's, it's Christmas Eve, man. There's, there's more going on. That's, a, that's, a, that's a stiff one right there, my okay. friend. Yeah. That's uh that's a little rum and eggnog. Yeah. Never got into the eggnog things. Never really did. Oh been. man, with a little fresh nutmeg. Yeah. Oh yeah, you gotta oh, it's good, man. Nut up. Although I'm gonna be honest, nut up. It's December, man. Yeah. We're good. Okay. It's full nut December. It's just uh straight rum and Pepsi over here. So uh, but this is this is I am a huge eggnog. I, I, I would drink it straight, like just a little eggnog on its own. As a kid, I used to go in and crack open the carton when no one was looking, drink right from the carton. Um, just thick. Just I love it. I love it. And anyways. So how, how old when this is happening? You say as a kid. Is it not in the, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, uh, six or seven. Really? Okay. Because to me, even without the alcohol, it feels like a slightly later on thing. It's an acquired taste. Oh, but you're no. as a kid, you're uh, just. But I'm, but I'm more sophisticated than you. Okay. I wasn't even putting myself in this and, and no, you're not, but this. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. I think, uh, yeah, my tastes sophisticated are. Sophisticated. My tastes are a little more sophisticated than yours. Oh, jeez. That's it's Christmas, so let's let's <laughs> let's just cruise past this. Let's not get bogged down on the guy who just said he's tackled the tree looking for some support and his level of sophistication. I said taste, Matt, just for the record. Yeah, okay. 
Uh, make sure you're following along on social media. If you're following along on the beverage front, please lose your fucking keys. It's Christmas. We want you to, to be here by the time the holiday season is over. But do sit back, crack something open, and uh, and enjoy it with us, whether you're I don't know. Rapping. There's yeah, got to be some is, guys. This is what I hear the most, man. Every year on our social media feeds, every year on our feedback pages, it's that people are listening to this late night doing the rapping thing, right? Looking through anything they can find. Like the, the, the TV in the spare bedroom, that remote control loses its batteries because you needed <laughs> some to put into a, a toy of some kind. Um, man, this is, this is one of our... Uh, our staple shows of the year, one of our tent post shows of the year that uh, the people seem to follow along with. And yeah, more than anything else we hear, it gets taken down late night while people are rapping and, and finishing things up. Uh, so we'll get into some of that in, in just a bit and some of our own kind of Christmas memories or, or traditions. But we start where we always do with the end of this year's Nita Advent Calendar. Woo! And uh, man, it's it's been an up and down ride. Every year, there's some good stuff. There's some stuff that you're not quite as in love with, but we're finishing this one uh, as we always do. Uh, Nita does the first, and they do the 24th. It's only fair, right? You're, you do all the leg work, right? You put all this together. Uh, you get to be in there twice on uh, day one and day 24. This one I've only ever had once. Andy was in here at the end of November, just before the calendar started, and uh, introduced me to it. It was new to them then, and uh, you know, it'll be new to everybody else now. This is Nita Light, their uh, their light beer, and I like I said, just had it the once. You know, a light beer is a light beer, but this is I found slightly thicker, a nicer mouth feel, maybe a little maltier than a lot of other uh, a lot of other lights. What do you think on first pull? Come on, man! I would be disingenuous if I didn't say that we the last Sunday show we did. Yeah. Where we shat upon Broadhead, I believe, for, for putting, putting a light a, for yep. putting a light beer in. This is the. You're not looking for a light on New no Year's on, Eve, on, or on Christmas, Christmas Eve. Eve. Now maybe Andy's idea is that you need a light beer. It's marketing, yeah. <laughs> As you coast to the end of the uh, the calendar and and shut it down on your Christmas Eve. Last year, or the year before, whenever it was, he put the unicorn in. I love that. That was that was the a little, bijou. That was a little bit of something for everybody, right? It's got a little punch up to it. Most people are not going, you know, and if you are, you have, you're smart enough to have a DD. I am not happy with a light beer on Christmas Eve. And I'd fi- I, I feel fine to tell Andy that if he yeah. was in here. Uh, and I've said as much to him on the air when he was in here that, you know, at, at times I'm not, a, now it was the sour and it got a little awkward. I said, I'm not looking for a sour during December. He goes, well. Day one, need a sour, <laughs> and uh, that all happened on the air. Uh, I know you didn't miss it, Rob. Uh, look, there's a certain amount of a marketing element, right, for him. He's, he's put this together, but I'm with you. On Christmas Eve, a light beer isn't exactly what I'm looking for. Show stopper. Oh, no. Andy's ruined Christmas. <laughs> You're a mean one. Yeah. Okay, that said... What do we think of this? Okay. Like, let's get past the occasion. What do you think of the beer itself? He's got a little, he's got a little eggnog in his, uh, on his palate too, that might be 
Yeah, no, I, I've had I've had a couple pulls on it, and and I would say very similar to the Broadhead, it is a very nice light beer. I think this one is superior to the Broadhead. Okay, I think it's got a nicer, like I said, mouthfeel, a little thicker, a little heavier for yeah. a light, like still bringing a little some. It's still a light, like let's be real, but for a light beer, it's bringing something. You still need a little of the yeasty feel to it, right? You still need. A little of that beer feel, right? right? And so to me, I think I think what's happened to a good light beer, and, and honestly, to me, the two light beers I've drank this month in the calendar yeah. are the, or I, I can't think of the last light beer I've drank, but what I will compare to is everybody wants to make a sessionable IPA mm-hmm. or, and what that means is you're dropping the ABVs on it. So you can have a longer session. Yeah. So to me, this is far superior to any of those. Yeah, to a Bud Light or a Coors Light. Or, no, or a, or a sessionable IPA, right? Okay, where, yeah, yeah. Where you get a little bit of that hoppy, yeasty, or whatever it is, malty, depending on the on the brand of the beer mm-hmm. or the style of beer. Uh, this has this has full beer feel from from initial taste to finish. So on, on that front, well done. Well done. But Andy, come on, buddy. Yeah, your beef's with the timing. My beef the beer. is with a light beer in the calendar. Yeah. And yeah. I get it that you, it's his new beer. And, and as you've said, you put the legwork in. And now I could have guessed, right, knowing that he is pushing and he had it in here on the show. Yep. Uh, is it going to make me want to not drink the calendar next year? No, of course no. not. Right. But- Come on, man! You got so many good things going on over there, and and I think Andy, if I, I you know, if I, I, I want to take a small run at him, <laughs> um, he's also the guy I think who has single handedly changed my feeling on a sour. Right, his cherry pie sour that he had in here mm-hmm. changed the way I look at sours. Right, I enjoyed it a lot, dis- right. despite my preconceived notions. So you know, as a brewer, you have so many talents and so many options. A light beer now. I know it's your new one, and you, you. Yeah. I don't like it, man. I'm, I'm, I'm down on it. Trot that bad boy out on day one and go. Guess what? Bam! That's what I'm offering. I got this in my repertoire. So dangerous to ask now, since you're <laughs> you're a little down in general. But thoughts on this year's calendar in general compared to other years? A little stronger, a little weaker. How do you feel kind of working your way through this one? I'm super solid on the calendar. Yeah. I am. I am. And and the, and the thing is, I look around and every year we have two or three different types of calendars, advent calendars going on in the house. Right. And um, right now we have a chocolate one. Nice. We have a cheese one. Ooh. Yeah. And an edible underwear one. I love it. Rob size. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I'm wearing them all. Um, Sorry, I've ruined so many Christmases. Yeah, and the beer one. Yeah. Right? And so what happens is the good chocolate one, we go with uh, Chocolat Favori out of of Quebec City. Right. And the the cheese one, I don't know who does the cheese one, but there's a heavy rotation, Mm -hmm. right? Like they have six different types that they sort of cycle back four times. Okay. The beauty of the beer calendar is there's 22 different breweries in this calendar. Yeah. And I've said it every year. I don't love everyone. No. But I love the diversity. I love to open it up and pull it and go, oh man, five paddles today. Yeah. Oh man, brew revolution. And I love it, right? I love to see the different breweries. And yeah, some of them are are pedestrian 
and some I don't like. Sure. But I love the idea of of something new every day. There's never been a year where I felt like the ones I didn't enjoy outnumbered the ones that I did enjoy. And it's it's never even been close. Every year I finish up maybe three or I'm like, I really didn't like that. Then there's a bunch that are just sort of like, that's fine. Ah. And then a bunch that you're like, that was cool. I, re- I was really glad I got to try. And I, you referenced five paddles there a minute ago and, and we talk about them a lot on the show because they are willing to experiment. And that's what I like about those guys. And I've said a thousand times on here, if you're going to bring it, bring it, bring it. If that's in your name, tell me that's what you got. So I think back to that habanero spiced IPA. Habanero in your face. Is that something I want to sit and have six of? No. No. But did I find it fun that day to crack that open and go, oh, let's see what that's all about. Yeah. That, it sounds like a weird word to use, but fun is the word I would take from that. Says right on the can. Is this adventurous? Right. Is this fun? Is this? <laughs> I I enjoyed that quite a bit. And I, I still, I get that every year. There's there's a couple uh, that stand out and you go, I, that was really cool. I was glad I got to to try that. You know, last Sunday we tried that uh, Renegades Dunk. Out the of, Renegades. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah. I love a little Renegades. So there's always a few different. Uh, I still remember, I think it was probably two years ago. Uh, and I, it, it sucks. I can't remember the brewery that's on me, but there was one that was called uh, a punk rock IPA and it was described as like dirty. Right. And as you sit down to drink something, you don't want to think it's dirty, but you, they put enough flavors in it that made it kind of cloud the, it, it felt, I, I sort of understood what they were doing. Right. It was kind of a punk rock, you know, less polished. Um, interesting. I, I remember that vaguely. Okay, but these are the things that kind of stand out as you've done this, uh, whatever this is, four or five times uh, that we've had the the calendar. There are certain things that stand out, certain things that kind of hang up is that this is, uh, the calendar was where I was introduced to Five Paddles, which has become one of my favorite yeah, me too. breweries. Yeah. yeah, so I, yeah, to me, it's a win again. And, and sometimes it's just the way they're strung together, right? I, I think it was week two, I came on the pod, yeah, I was a little down on the calendar, right? I was not happy. And it was just sort of, there was three or four that week that were just okay. Nothing was terrible. Nothing was bad, but just nothing overly memorable. And you're kind of like, ah, I don't know. But if those had been just spread out a bit, it's just the way they got dropped into the yeah, box, the concentration. Right? You'd have gone, ah, that's fine. That's just how it goes sometimes. So I come out of this one, like you, man, like a feeling like this was a win again, it was a worthwhile investment. And, uh, and the thing is the older I get my, um, the frequency of my 10 to 12 to 14 pint efforts dwindle. Of course. They dwindle. Right. And now I'm still capable. (laughs) I can still get the legs out and do it. Um, Rob's not willing to drop this next point without first propping himself off as (laughs) I can still go if I need to. I can still go. Yeah, it's true, man. (laughs) We all have to protect our egos a bit. And I am a goer. Yeah. Um, And really pinting is just the- Not a shower. The least of it. No, I'm (laughs) I'm certainly not a shower. I'm a grower, baby. (laughs) Um, Merry Merry Christmas. Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Can't put a bow around it until we get there, but that's okay. Um- but yeah, I just like beer. Yeah. And I like to go, hey, what do I got today? 
Yep. And, and, what are we and, doing? And, what are we and there's really not, whether I'm coming home from work or it's three in the afternoon on a Saturday, I'm like, hey, man, I'm going to check it and see what I got in the, what I got in the advent calendar today. Yeah. So to me, it's always, I would like to have seen more stouts. Sure. Porters, I would like, now I was happy. That's a seasonal thing for us, right? You and I are looking for that. Sure. Not but everybody I, is. But I was happy with the, there was Marzen, there was Dunkel, there was Doppelbach, there was a stout, yep. at least one in there. There was enough dark. Agreed. Right? So to me. Because I, I, there have been years where I haven't felt like that was the case. This year I did. More stouts and porters. Yep. A seasonal thing, right? Like to me it is. It, throw an amber in there. Throw something like that, that leans in that direction yeah, at least. But I have people come to the house and they're like, oh, it's just, it's, it's winter. I'll have, yeah, I have a stout. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> is it a day that ends in Y? Right. Yeah, I got a stout in the house. And so it's, it's funny. I was, um. Early, earlier this week into the LCBO, made sure I had a bottle of uh, dark spice rum. Nice. To go in with the, uh, my eggnog that's three days past. <laughs> it's best before date. <laughs> Flavoring the sour. I uh, tasted it and went, is mm, this good? Mm. There's no lumps in it. Put a little more. Have at her, baby. That's about, this is it, man. I doubled up on the rum and went, yeah. well, it's going to even out. <laughs> but I went in, I bought a new bottle of Carol Ann's Irish yeah. cream. Yeah. Bought some Guinness. Right. Bought some Irish, uh, some Innocent Gun Green Label. Okay. And as I'm, I'm like, look at the Kilkenny there. Mm. Grab down, sick of Kilkenny. Sure. So man, the beer fridge is, I got all my crafts. You're well stocked. I've got, I've got my bottles. I've got my beers. I am. This is that time of year. I'm back circling around looking for that uh, Nanaimo bar whiskey. Did you uh, find it? Yep. yep. Where'd you get it? Did you get me a bottle? I did not. <laughs> And the bottle I got for me is gone. <laughs> is gone. <laughs> <laughs> like the tray of Nanaimo bars. Yeah, no, Sorry, sure, man, man, we didn't save they any of those either. wouldn't either, no. Uh, yeah, and, and you know, as we kind of finish up on the calendar, there's the community feel to it, right? We get messages now on, on Twitter from other people who've picked it up from the show that are weighing in and talking about whether they enjoyed it. For me, the biggest thing is, is with my dad, right, who gets it every year. And we've had, over the years uncles and cousins and other people who've circled in and out and tried it. And some years they're in, some years they're, but my dad and I now at the end of each day, or, you know, get to text and you like that one. What do you think of that? And, and there's been a couple that, you know, it lasts, it stays with you. Well, you he's remember a Muslim the Canadian guy from way back. Yeah. And he's moved in to become a, a craft beer guy. Yeah, and, sure. and so the names and the breweries, you know, we've referenced five paddles, but there's been others and there's been other beers where you're like, oh, I remember that from the calendar. I'm going to make sure I grab a, uh, Vimy was the first time I ever tried Vimy was they had their red in the calendar a couple of years ago and it was terrific. And so my dad came up later that winter and actually made a trip over there and grabbed, what do you got? (laughs) Six of everything you got. And, um, so even the sense of community that goes with it and people just trying different things and, and I, I got a couple messages at the beginning of the month saying, you know, got the calendar on your suggestion here. You guys talking about it every year. I'm like, Hey, send that to Nita, not to me. Right. Yeah. Tell Nita I, that you're hearing it. I'm through getting TCA. shit from this. <laughs> Although Andy always drops by with a couple of he, beers. He makes sure he's got yeah. something in tow, but yeah, it's, it, so it, it's cool in that regard too, right? Just everybody working. Well, and it's it. funny because, um, you and I discuss it, but also the brother-in-law. Right. He has it. Now he's a guy who loves tiger beer. A brother-in-law you get along with. What's that like? I like him. Well, yeah, you know what? It's it's too early in Christmas. I shouldn't be. <laughs> and we're the same vintage, right? We're the same age. Yeah. 
So we have good reference points. Um, but he likes Tiger. Like it's it's the most generic, mild tasting beer. Not the Tiger beer. Stripe. Uh, <laughs> no, referenced two malt weeks liquor, ago. Malt yeah. liquor a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> we yeah. got some feedback on that. <laughs> man, I'd forgotten about that or... Man, I forgot the whole night. I don't yeah, see, this is it, man. <laughs> kept my fucking, uh, my turkey that was passed due by about 10 days. Kept that all at, at bay. Yes. Uh, but so most I get from from him, he's like, Psh, nope. Like that, that's, sure, that's, the, that's yeah. the lead word on everything. But <laughs> but every year we do it, right? Yeah. Is he has it and I have it, and but he likes beer. He's a Molson Canadian. No, he's not a Molson Canadian guy. But he is... He likes beer that tastes like beer. a Sleeman's yeah. cream ale right. or, a, you know, a Silver Creek lager. Like that, that's kind of, and so I, I sent him one the night that the Broadhead had. Uh, the Broad Light. The, the Broadhead Light. And so I'm like, man, it tastes like, it tastes like beer. Yeah. And I said, not every day he does. Right. And he's like, I said, I said, it kind of tastes like high school. <laughs> You know, when you start to drink beers, yes. whether it's your dad's beers or, man. and you're like, yeah, that's what I remember, man. It tastes like that. And he's like, you mean like Bredore? Tastes like high school. Tastes like, like what, Bredore? And I'm like, or Bad Vagina? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's trying to get a handle. <laughs> Everybody remembers, man. That's, uh. Everybody's trying to get a handle on this whole Just sort of figure out what's happening that's here. That's it, and we're gonna dip our toe, toe, maybe. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, <laughs> we all know where we're going with that. So somewhere else. <laughs> Hard segue, Matt. Well, as we move off of that, as in in the classiest way possible, it is Christmas Eve. I'm bringing it, baby. What's that gonna look like for you guys this year? You know, things have have you know thankfully moved back into a more Normal, closer to normal. Air quotes, air quotes. Yeah. Uh, what's Christmas Eve look like? What do you guys got going on tonight? I think I think it's going to be well. It, it is super super quiet here. Yeah. We're going to just get home, and uh, there'll be maybe four or five of us. I've got a little cooking. Always, always. What are you making? Uh, there is uh, my world famous torchier. Oh uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Fuck yeah. man. Little little pork. A little uh, ground beef. Nice. And my fish pie. That's the segue, Matt. We should have used. I should have used the fish. You got to lead with that, man. You got to help me out here a little. Um, yeah, it's a little shrimp. It's a little cod. It's a little salmon, little hot peppers, cheese, grated carrot, and celery topped with mashed potatoes. Man, and a little gorgeous. Okay. Bam! <laughs> We haven't used that enough in 2022. <laughs> Bam! Gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly, that's, that's, that's my cooking style. Right. Yeah. You know what? We're, uh, when we finish up here, probably head out to my sister's place, uh, and, and visit with the niece and nephew, right? They'll be just totally out of their minds getting ready for, for what's coming down. Um, yeah, just kind of hang out, maybe put in a little time outside. Lots of snow finally has, uh, has made it. So, you know. Down at the the cottage within striking distance of my sister's place, which is the whole reason we go, right? Is to, yeah, yeah. to see the kids and, and kids, and man. That's where it's at. Yeah. And so that'll be fun. When we get home, uh, man, as far as Christmas traditions go back at the cottage, I have a feeling be the little house on the prairie Christmas special. Mom loves to, uh, to have that on. <laughs> um, never seen it. 
it's the saddest Christmas movie you've ever seen in your life. It's, no, thank you. It's it. And I I talked about this briefly with Bunda earlier. I don't know what it's got to be a week and a half ago now. And Mom had to report back. I guess she had caught that show. She's like, "You made these people sound rich," and I had kind of painted it as the daughter sells her horse so she'll have money to buy a present for her mom. And her mom, meanwhile, has bought her a new saddle for the horse. Dad decides I can fix this wagon wheel because I don't even know what year this is supposed to be set in, like the little house on the prairie. 1870s. Yeah, yeah. So dad is working his ass off to fix this wagon wheel for a store owner so that he'll have money to buy an oven for mom. One of the other kids has already bought the oven. So by the time the work is done, dad can't buy the, and it, it does sound, I guess, like they're well off, but instead they're, it's that they're dirt poor and now nobody gets quite what they want until the baby puts the star on top of the tree at the end and you, it's a tearjerker, man, should be watching Macaulay Culkin just tossing paint barrels at hapless idiots down the steps instead. Um, but that's sort of Christmas Eve, right? A couple, uh, you know, we'll spend the afternoon with the kids, uh, and then yeah, nice dinner probably. And then everybody in and out of the living room doing final wrapping and whatever with a couple of different, uh, Christmas movies. I've said it before on the show that one of my clearest memories from Christmas as a kid is like falling asleep on Christmas Eve every year down the hall in our old house, which was just a big bungalow. My dad would be up late wrapping presents and he would watch. Building Matt a bike. Could be anything, man. My, you know. Yep. Certainly putting lots of shit together. Dad was up all night. Um, that's why I'm sure he may have intercepted a beer or two that was left for Santa, right? We left, lots of kids leave milk and cookies. We left beer and cookies and we'd get up in the morning. The beer would be gone. So I assume Santa got there, but you could hear the original Christmas Carol, right? The black and white movie. You could hear that because it's already such an old movie. It has that kind of creepy. Yep. And that would be echoing down the hall. And I have so many Christmas Eve memories that like I was falling asleep to this scary sound coming down the hallway. See, and to me, that is, that is the, when people talk about, well, what do you like to watch? You know? And all the things I loved as a kid, like uh, Frosty the cartoon, garbage. Um, the little Klondike guy there, the dentist, and um, <laughs> Hermie and yeah, yeah. Cornelius, Gor- Cornelius, <laughs> garbage. Um, Lando. <laughs> I am a staunch Alistair Sims Scrooge. Okay, right. So that is yeah, the, that's be- the one. Yeah. That's the better version of the. Um, so that is, and and then every year, so tonight. Just before bed, yeah, we will. Um, hey, and a little heads up for all you out there looking for something interesting: a little bit of The Shepherd by uh, Frederick Forsyth, I believe, as read by Fireside Al. It's a CBC thing. Hmm. Um, so it's about a, a a pilot flying home from West Germany Oof. post post World War II, but he's in a single pilot plane, and his panels go out over the North Sea as he's making his way home for Christmas. And and so Al Maitland, I believe that's what his name is. But if you're looking for it, it's The Shepherd by, it's Frederick Forsyth's The Shepherd by Fireside Al. And it's read out loud. It's read out loud. It's we'll find th- it. We'll put the links in the show notes. It's about 34 minutes and it's a gorgeous listen. And it's, it's our, it's our Christmas tradition, hmm. Christmas Eve, last thing we do before bed. Yeah. 
you listen to The Shepherd, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's, I listen to it once a year, right. Christmas Eve. That happens. Uh, I, I don't know what we got, you know, for, for Christmas stories we haven't told different times. I, I was thinking, you know, trying to get ready for this show, uh, to one year at my grandmother's place on my dad's side. And, uh, she always loved to have the whole family as often as she could. So my dad has two brothers and, you know, she would want to have us all for Christmas. So we go up there one year and, uh. So it's my dad and his two brothers and their families or whatever. And so there's, I have, it's me and my two sisters and, um, my cousin and his two sisters and one other cousin from, so, you know, three families and the grandparents at the top of the pyramid, if you want to look at it that way. I get up in the morning, man, and the Christmas tree is in the back corner of a huge dining room. The dining room table is gone. And if you kind of picture any room in your own house, the tree is backed into that corner. The sprawl of presents. Barf. I don't have time for that. For three families. Yeah. And so, you know, each, you know, Santa has brought gifts for all these kids. Yeah. And then aunts and uncles. Have brought gifts. For and the parents kids. and the grandparents. Were, it was massive. I don't remember in my, I've never seen anything quite like that. And of course, some of them are small, whatever, some of them, but it was yeah. just the distance it covered out well, from the and as tree. A, as a kid, you are interested in the volume it's of gifts. It's quantity. <laughs> but you are interested in your gifts. Of course. And how long do I have to wait before Matt right. gets another gift in his hand? Right. Now, are you a family of, let's all watch Matt open his I was just going to ask you the same question, right? That early on, it was chaos. I have two younger sisters. Um, my youngest sister is three years younger than me. We would, when we finally got the go ahead and I have one, my middle, like my, the middle child in our family was always the first one up. It was like 4.45 in the morning or something ridiculous. My parents would have to send her back to bed. Eventually, whatever it would be, 6 o'clock, 6.30, they would finally say, fine, go ahead. Go out to the living room and we could open our stockings while mom and dad Got the Made shit coffee. Dad had probably only been in bed for four hours after wrapping yep. and building and whatever. Yep. So yeah, they were getting their coffee together and we were allowed to open our stockings. And after that, once they would get into the living room, my recollection in the first few years that I can remember is it was just chaos. Go to town. But not long after that, by the time I'm 10 or 11. Done by 6.55. Yeah, exactly. And I, I've maybe told this story on the pod before. My best friend at the time lived right next door. And I would call him by like 8.30 in the morning. What'd you get? How was Christmas? Their family was like, wait for your grandparents to arrive. Then we'll sit down to a big breakfast and yeah! then you can open your presents. And I was like, I can't imagine anything worse in my life than waiting till 11 o'clock yeah. after this big brunch to open gifts. But we would. That's terrible. And it's, it's, it's cruel it's, parenting, it's, man. It's, it's abusive. It's nigh unto it's, child abuse. Right. That's exactly where I was going to go. So. You know, after those first couple of years of chaos, it did become a rotation, right? You'd wait, Samantha would open, yeah. Kate would open, Matt would open, Samantha would open, Kate would open, Matt would open. And, you know, parents deacon there every now and then, they had way fewer gifts than everybody else. So they'd uh, have to wait. Yeah. That came later, but it was chaos the first few years. What about in your house? See, I, and I came from a, a home that had, um, so there was a divorce. Mm -hmm. And so- for some reason, in my first home, I'd come down and the stockings would be on the couch. Okay. Right? So all three stockings would be there. Yeah. In in my second family, 
I'd wake up and my stocking would be on the end of my bed. I don't think we ever did that. And so the, the stocking was you'd open that on, in your room. on your own. Yeah, okay. In your room, right? And there would be whatever there was in there. Yeah. But it was always Jeff's present. <laughs> Rob's present. Right. Scott's present. Right. Right. It would always be this rotation where you had to look and go. Yeah. And you're like, all right, all right, I fucking what next? He said, who cares? We're done with you, Jeff. Yeah, take your sweater and beat it, you deadbeat. Yeah, but three, yeah, three boys, right? Okay, good. Another Iron Maiden rock tour shirt. Good for you. Um, sounds like an R.A. gift. Yeah, no, it does actually, yeah. And I probably stole it. Yeah. When I was in grade six or whatever, I would just like when he'd go to school first and I would yeah. like, number the beast. Bam, on it goes, right? With a turtleneck. It's mid-80s, right? You know, that's fucking- Sweet. That's super sweet. That's a good look. Yeah. Puffy, you know, shoes with the tongues hanging out. (laughs) Step back. Yeah. So for us, it was always, yeah, it it, it went from chaos to, you know, somewhat balanced. Uh, But that that one, that that one huge Christmas, and, and I should say before we kind of move off it, a lot of people- Got food poisoning that year with everybody at my one grandparent's place. <laughs> now, my recollection, and it's vague, is that I was okay, which leads me to believe the problem was in the stuffing because I don't like stuffing. Or so, in the vegetables. Yeah, it could be, man. But there was <laughs> at least 10 of us. I love the stuffing. In a house with one bathroom and more Ooh. than half the people there got food poisoning. <sighs> so so there was a lot of... You wouldn't need, the, the seat would still be hot. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like Merry Christmas, y- you'd kind of wake up and go to the bathroom. The door would be closed. People would be like pacing back and forth outside. That's kind of become this legendary story in right. our family, right? Of there's a, little cork, there's a little cork waiting by the door. Remember that year? Everybody got sick. It's so now we kind of like insist that everybody gets back to their own home base after Christmas. 100% <laughs> man. And it's funny because, um. When TNT, which is a sort of a Chinese grocery store, mm-hmm. when it first came to Ottawa, I don't know how long ago that was. We're talking uh, late, like sort of 08, 09, 2010, somewhere around there. My aunt brought up to Christmas, dinner, New Year's Eve. I mean, Christmas Eve, we'd all show up at my aunt and uncle's. There'd be like 50 of us. <laughs> Everybody would bring something, right? And uh she brought this big tray of sushi. And so. That's a gamble on Christmas Eve, man. So to me, you know, everything goes out. And I, she said, okay, I, I'm not using these, these leftovers. You want to take them? And so I took them, put them in the fridge. But man, that sushi had been on the, <laughs> out on the counter for quite a while. I took down a bunch first thing Christmas morning. Woo! <laughs> man. I'd never, I'd never been sick like that. So it took me probably a solid five years <laughs> before I could take even a California roll, right? I just, anything with, and I, I you know, I, I've been to Japan. I've taken down high quality sushi. Sure. But man, I had to. Uh, that wasn't it. Ooh, I had to give it to Heisman for <laughs> A bunch of years. No, it was good. It was good on Christmas Eve. Yeah. It was not good Christmas Day. Right. But again, that is, you get raw fish out on the counter for, I don't know, a couple hours and then put it back in the fridge no. and you take it down no. the next day and you're like, woof, 
Like it laid me low, <laughs> low. And I'm not even talking about trips to the camp. Yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't get up off my bed. I was just sort of. So th- those are great Christmas memories. Okay, so just dropping this in after the fact, because uh, we had something cool come across the table here after we had finished recording the show. This comes from a Twitter account uh, who follows us, and we follow on uh, on Twitter, of course. Grins Above Replacement, at Grins Above. Um, and I've always kind of thought that handle was pretty cool. Um, for those not familiar, one of the advanced analytics that the NHL uses, and most sports use now, is uh, Wins Above Replacement. And it's just a way of measuring, you know, one player's impact on his team versus a replacement level player's impact on the team. So that's wins above replacement. So this guy, of course, grins above replacement. Uh, he took the time to write out and perform the NHL version of the Hanukkah song. And uh, I thought that was really well done. Came across it on our Twitter timeline. So we're going to link to it in the show notes if you want to follow him or check out the video that he posted. Uh, but we're going to drop the audio in here just before we get into our World Juniors uh, conversation that we have every year on this show. Uh, so this is, like I said, Grins Above Replacement on Twitter with uh, the NHL version of the Hanukkah song. Put on your yarmulke, here comes Hanukkah, so much Hanukkah to celebrate Hanukkah, but when you feel like the only kid in town without a Christmas tree, here's a list of NHL who are Jewish, just like you and me. Jason Zucker lights the menorah while you read trade rumors. Jacob Chikrin reads the Torah. Guess who eats a bagel with a schmear of cream cheese and locks? That's right, you guessed it. Norris winner Adam Mark Friedman can recite a Talmud verse. So can Luke Cunning, Nate Thompson, and Jason Demers. Hi, my name's Zach Hyman. Toronto fans all miss me. But I had to try to make dry and make David a little less pissy. Some people think that Ebony Guess who is all three Hughes? Jack, Quinn, and Luke. So many Jews are in the NHL. Brad Marchand isn't, but with that schnoz, it's hard to tell. Tell Pierre Lebrunica, it's time for Hanukkah. Even the ancestors of Gino Mokina have celebrated Hanukkah, so raise your gin and tanaka to these Jews who are iconica. If you really, 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 really wanna go, have a happy, 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 happy Hanukkah. Well, one of the things that uh, you and I have been a little bit lower on this year than most is. Uh, the World Juniors, and normally that's a huge focus of our Christmas Eve show here, but look, between the Hockey Canada thing and, and whatever, we just decided, and, and having basically spent our best World Juniors material over the last six years, 
let's just put a little less focus into it. But it is kicking off on Boxing Day. Historically, you and I have both been world junior guys. No doubt once it gets up and going, we will check it out. Um, look, it's an interesting team. They've gotten a lot of help back from the NHL in terms of Dylan Gunther, in terms of Brant Clark, uh, Shane Wright is the captain of the team. And that's on top of presumptive, at worst, one in three, you know, draft picks this year. Fantillion Bedard. Yeah. Uh, Connor Bedard is, most people expect to go number one. Adam Fantelli has moved up and down between two and three or whatever. He's dominating at the college level. And it's interesting to see as they've lined up, you know, uh, throughout training camp that Connor Bedard looks like he'll be a center on this team and Fentilli will be a winger. And a lot of scouts seem to be projecting that by the time it's all said and done in the NHL, Bedard may have moved to the wing and Fentilli has a better profile to be a center. But right. just as we move through this, what's your kind of interest level this year? And, you know, what are you going to be looking for at the World Juniors? It's actually, I think, for all and all the things you've said, the Hockey Canada issue is is clearly an over an overarching bit of a, a dark it's a cloud spot. hanging around yeah um shout out to our uh gthl midget scout mickey this is a nice uh with with Othman, brant clark yeah shane wright part of that dom mills flyers team that yeah. went like 80 and two that <laughs> one year whatever it was <laughs> Uh, they're reunited on this on this uh, on this world junior team, right? Brant Clark's an interesting guy who, yep. as a drafted guy and a guy who's been in and out of the LA organization uh, lineup, the, the NHL lineup, he's never had an opportunity, right? He didn't even get an invite no. to last year's camp, right? Big offensive defenseman and, and got that experience now. Yeah, so it'll be super interesting, and and and, and he's brought he's an Ottawa area guy, right? But um, he's brought a bit of that bitterness with him, right? A little sure. chip, a little chippiness. Love like, that, man. hey, man, where, where have you been, guys? Welcome to the to the late show here. <laughs> uh, it's interesting for me, and in, in terms of what I do know and don't know, I'm amazed that there's only three OHL guys here. Yeah, right. It's and, unusual. And, well, it's super unusual, and that has to do with, I think, mm-hmm. really with them seeing a, you know no action during the pandemic That's right. that first year and. And the sort of the development. This is that 19 year old tournament. You start to measure back two years. Those are big development yeah, that, years. That hit that, that the OHL took. That's right. But um, obviously how good the Seattle Thunderbirds are, right? If you start to look at the lineup and the number of Seattle guys on this lineup, mm-hmm. including Millich, which uh, in goal, which I think is going to be of all the question marks, <sighs> right? It's a weak spot. Is, is, is when you look at... Uh, the guy who is the, it's Gaudreau, what's it, what's the, the OHL goalie? I, the other guy anyways, who was, who they're saying has been sort of hit and miss. Um, yeah, goaltending for sure is, looks like. But Millich is the guy who looks like they're sort of the, those in the know. Leaning on. Are, are leaning towards, right? And, and so he's one of like, I don't know, five Seattle Thunderbirds on this team, right? So. Um, well, you know, that top pair looks like it's going to have Owen Zellweger again, who was already so good. Like it, Owen it's, Zellweger. It's funny when you look back, like the last World Junior was four months ago, right? Now, they bumped that age group and allowed them to play in August. Yep. But there are guys who weren't there yep. who might be now, right? Like Shane Wright did not go in August because he was trying to get ready for the NHL. Yeah. 
things have not gone the way he would have expected throughout the fall. And so he'll now, you know, be there this year. Look, they're the favorite. They always are. The goaltending is going to be a huge question mark. No Russia. But yeah. And, and that would have been one of the big storylines is Matt V. Mitchkov, right? Who was supposed to be right there in that mix with Fentilli, with Bedard. As Who's the taking out an Austrian guys. passport, I believe. Yeah. And he's also signed himself to a contract, right? Even before the, the war in Ukraine that has seen Russia get themselves expelled from these tournaments, he had already signed a contract to stay in Russia for two years past his draft date, which was already going to make people He's nervous. the St. Petersburg guy, am I right? I Sure, maybe you are. I have no idea. I, I, th- I think that's the way it is, right? And they like to lock up all their guys. Right. And so that was already going to be held against him as far as the draft positioning. was Like he's not going to be free to come for at least a year or two. Um, and now that he won't be in a world junior. I, look, I, there's it's just a complicated tournament. It's a complicated time in professional sports and amateur sports with what's going on in Eastern Europe. Um, but yeah, as far as this, look, when the tournament starts, yeah, I'm going to watch it. There's no, like I said, we've talked about this before. There's no grandiose. Yeah. Uh, I'm a, I'm a sucker for this tournament. I'm going to watch it, but I, there is just something that's hanging around that just feels a little less, you know, I think, I think one of the saving graces for this tournament this year is they've moved it to Moncton and, Hal- and Halifax. Halifax is going to bring it, right? Right. You, you've moved it to an area. Now, Halifax is a sizable metro center. Sure. It's around 500,000. It's not small. No. But um, it's not Toronto or it's Vancouver. It's not Edmonton. Or, yes, it's it's not right. this big. You've moved it back into- Junior hockey. Junior hockey-centric markets. Right. And and I think, and, and I was there in 03, and it was a beautiful venue. Brand new at the time, I think. Uh, no, I think we were still in the old Metro Center. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> but I got to sit in the corner with, um, I, I've told the story a bunch of times, but I sat next to Tom Rennie for probably four or five games. I sat right behind Marshall Johnson, who was former Ottawa GM, but it was. You give was, him any pointers or. Yeah. I, I told you, I reached down and I, 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 <laughs> in a, and I was there for like a Czech Germany game and Marshall Johnson was sitting in the row in front of me and it was in an intermission, right? And he was just sort of drinking his coffee and I- You tapped him on the shoulders. There's an eight month old kid right now named Tim Stutzler. Keep an eye on him. <laughs> I reached over actually, and I did tap him on the shoulder <laughs> and he was wearing one of those poor boy caps. I clearly remember it. <laughs> and and uh, he, I, I believe he was working for the Blackhawks at the time, okay. right? He left Ottawa. Yes. And I said to him, hey, I'm from Ottawa. I really want to thank you for the Yashin trade. <laughs> I said, you know what? It's, it set us up. It set us up for the future with Spezza, Spezza and Chara. And, and, and Bill McCall. Yeah, Billy McCall. <laughs> anyways, so to me, it was such a great, there was a pile of snow that year and I ran into the, the father of the, of the, uh, he was the backup goalie for team Sweden, right? On the way into a pub and. I had a chat with him and it was just a beautiful, I went to 20 games that, that tournament. I loved it. It was. I go to markets like this where it's the centerpiece instead of lost in this big city. I met Pierre Maguire. I met Derek Roy. I met Jordan Tutu. I met, uh, Brendan Bell. Yeah. Right. Like I just. boys. Yeah. No, but don't, I don't, but (laughs) it was just, to me, it was a great memory for me. Oh, three. And for them to go back, the city totally embraced it. Yes. Uh, short of, of, of the, of Western Canadian 50 fifties, right. they were bonkers for the 50 50 at the world juniors and they loved their heave away. They loved Love the it. eyes, the buy. Sure. 
and it's the tunes are cranked and people are stomping their feet. They know like, how to party in the mar- in the Maritimes. What? They know how to have an event, and they will embrace this That's tournament. Right. That's right. for the hockey. Yep, for the hockey. Which- and they should like. Man, it's it's not this team. It's not these kids that have caused the problems for Hockey Canada. And this is the part that I keep kicking my own ass over is you can be mad at Hockey Canada, but these kids didn't do shit. And that's why I'm sure by the time this rolls in, by the time this starts on Boxing Day, I'll be in on it. In the Maritimes, they know how to treat this properly. And, you know, I don't blame anybody who's having a hard time getting past the Hockey Canada thing, it's totally legit. But at the same time, these kids, these this particular team hasn't done anything wrong. So it's okay to go through this with a little bit of trepidation, but you don't have to feel guilty about supporting this team. And by the time Boxing Day rolls around, I'm, I'm sure I'll be in on it. Well, and it's, it's funny because I listened to on local radio, um, Vincent Roars is a uh, Ottawa 67, but he's Austrian. So he's, he's there representing Team Austria and they had him on the radio on Friday of last, uh, I don't know, two weeks. Anyways, whatever, pre-tournament. Sure. And they were asking him, as somebody who experienced, you know, he was there in Edmonton. Yeah, in the bubble. Yeah, uh, in the summer. Uh, the, yeah, well, yeah, it was and, unbubbled, and, but nobody went. Right, <laughs> and, and it wasn't until the gold medal game, really. And yeah, so, that's right. They asked him, you know, and he's saying, yeah, I'm an Austrian kid. He said, I had no idea until I got to Canada. These people are like superstars. He said, the the world juniors are such a, such a big deal here. And he said, uh, and he's in, Austria is in Canada's division. They'll be in Halifax. Yeah. He's going to get to skate out to a jam-packed barn that is bumping. It's huge. And, and so. For so many of these guys, this will be the biggest. The biggest thing. They ever do. How many of those Austrian kids, there's a, there's one, uh, he didn't, he didn't even know the, name, the kid's name who said, yeah, he's slated to be a, a first round pick this year. Austrian kid that Vincent yeah. Roars didn't even know the kid's name. Right. But this, for the most part, for a lot of kids will be the biggest event they ever see. And, and so to have it in a venue like this. I agree. You got to get into these junior hockey markets again. We've talked about it before. Look, it can work in limited doses in the big markets, yeah. but get to Red Deer, get to Kitchener, well, London. Yeah. Halifax, like we've talked, yep. Kelowna. And th- like, I remember in terms of talking about this being the biggest moment, ever, like Dennis Godla, the goalie for Slovakia, the last time this was in Toronto. And to that, I haven't heard that kid's name since, but he played well enough that Canada put like 50 shots on them and they lost like 6-1 or something. Yeah. And so he gets lined up on the blue line and gets player of the game and the whole arena is chanting, I think just goalie, because they didn't know his name. Goalie, yeah. goalie. And so he's standing there with his stick up. That's the biggest thing that kid's ever going to have happen to him. For sure. And it's incredible, but it's better in Halifax, Red Deer, Kelowna, whatever, Brandon. Yeah. And, and so it's cool to see that it's going to go back there. And I think especially in a time like this where people are feeling a little burned, rightfully so. Over Hockey Canada, get back into these markets and do it properly, and 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 they will do it properly. Uh, as we wind down, man, Christmas Eve, it's been a cool year on the podcast. It's it's you know we hit uh, our seventh anniversary. We hit a thousand episodes. Got uh, Maddie and Shrides in here with us, um, and honestly, 
the biggest thing perhaps is that we got back to feeling a little more normal. That Monday morning show, that in-studio show, getting this back on track and feeling a little bit more, I think, like the way this show is supposed to feel. And nothing is quite normal yet, right? No. The world is still kind of teetering on some crazy shit, but you and I have been able to get back in here and do this properly, make it feel the way it's supposed to feel. And to me, that'll be the thing as far as this podcast goes that I take away from 2022 is getting back face-to-face and doing these in person again. Well, and, and the difference the difference in the face-to-face pod and, and, the, and the quality that comes with just the actual pod, the takes aside. Sure. You can decide for yourself you the, can the quality of those. <laughs> but to me, it was that thousandth episode when um, um, Michaela's signing of another Josh. Yep. I'd never met him before. Right. But he's a listener. Yep. Right? He's And so um, we came out of recording that thousandth episode. Yeah, you were the first one out of the room. And I yeah, and probably he had, was in the green room. Probably had to pee. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, how's it going? Who are you? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I'm Josh. And he's like, and clearly you're Rob. Yeah. Because you sound like Monday morning. <laughs> and so it's it's that kind of it's that kind of impact, right? right. Where you go, yeah, that that it's normal for everybody. Right. right. That that you and I do this and it's got back to the a bit of that that regular feel that we started with. That's right. Right. And so it's kind of like that uh, as heterosexual life mates. <laughs> Then we got back to to that that thing that that sort of made it work in the beginning, when we when we wanted to do this, your idea, um, that yeah, that we could rekindle a bit of this, getting back to what worked, getting back to the basics for TCA. That's right. right. No, I I think that's right, man, and and that'll be the thing that I take away from twenty twenty two is is getting this feeling a little bit more like it was supposed to feel like. Uh, I hope everybody out there listening this Christmas is feeling a little bit closer to what it, you want it to feel like. We've all been through th- through a lot of things over the last <laughs> couple of years. Some of the pandemic, some all right. Um, and it, it's, it's been hard and that's okay. It's okay to admit that. It's okay to own up to that. It's okay to feel that a little bit and it's okay to feel relieved and, and to allow yourself this time to open up a little bit more and, and get what you need, right? Get what you want and, and feel like it's supposed to feel like, I hope this particular edition of our Christmas Eve show brought a little bit of that back as well. As it's a little different, but it's also uh, it's some, familiar. It's it's a, to me. I like the little hybridness of the show. Yeah, a hundred percent. And so uh, I think we're going to wind this one down here. Thank you all so much for all your support throughout 2022. It's been fantastic. I hope everybody is getting set to have an amazing holiday season. Whatever that looks like for you, I hope it brings everything you want it to bring. As I've said a couple times before, lose your fucking keys. If you've had a couple with us, this is not the time to be taking any stupid risks. Cheers to you guys. Cheers to you, Rob. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. He sees you when you're sleeping He knows when you're awake He knows if you've been better You better be good for goodness sake You better watch out You better not try You better not laugh I'm telling you why Say it.
Yeah.